It's time to talk about Las Vegas with Ira. Each week, Ira David Sternberg talks with the celebrities, entertainers, writers, and personalities who make Las Vegas the most exciting city in the world. And now, here's Ira. Indian Lake, We Can Fly, Hair, I Love the Flower Girl, The Mm -hmm. Rain, The Park, and Other Things. Sound familiar? Well, they should. They are some of the hits of my guests, the Cowsills, Bob, Susan, and Paul. The group will be performing Friday, January 27th at 8 p.m. at the Golden Nugget Las Vegas. For ticket information, go to goldennugget.com. And for everything about the Cowsills, go to cowsills.com, and you can follow them on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And Bob, Susan, and Paul, welcome to the Ooh. show. Ira, thanks for having us. Hey, Las you're... Vegas. Yeah, can't yeah. wait, can't wait. So excited, might even zip line. <laughs> oh, yes, a zip line downtown. Maybe this is the year I zip line down whatever that street is, y'all. Fremont oh, wow. Street. It, yeah, hey, Fremont I went street on the roller coaster around uh, the New York Hotel one time during yes. the day. And I said, hey, that was fun. So I did it at night. I never did it at night again. <laughs> Now, even though What's you guys that? tend, there's three to one here, but I'm not going to let you overpower me. I'm going to still take control yes, of the of the conversation. <laughs> thank you, Susan. <laughs> oh, by the way, it's the best looking of the three of you. I want to say that for the record. Well, thank you so thank much. Thank you. I appreciate Ira. that compliment. That's why they around. <laughs> and one other quick note is that because there's so many of you on here, uh, I hope the Zoom fire marshal has cleared this because I've never had this many people on before. So We're going to be so ah. well behaved. Watch. <laughs> on the count of three, good behavior is in place. Very One, good. No, have two. fun. Have fun. Have fun. Oh, where I don't know. I'm sure this has been asked of you, but I have to ask it because it's so funny. Some of your songs are very evocative. And as soon as you hear it, you're in a good mood. But where did the name Cow Sills originate from? In other words, is it a family name that goes back generations? Or was it just perfect for the 60s? I'll let any of you answer or all of you answer. I'd like to introduce well, Susan Kelsell, our genealogist of the family. Susan, if you don't thank mind. Thank Bob Kelsell, the elder Hi. and co-founder of the Kelsells. Okay, so um, Kelsell is originally an English name. It's our father's surname, therefore our surname. And so it, I guess we just thought it made sense. You know, I mean, the Lennon sisters, the Ames brothers, the I, I thought that probably for dad and crew was a no brainer. And plus, it's a pretty trippy name. So it is English, um, although dad was half Irish and Scottish. And if you'd like to know more, go to my um, ancestry page. Well, and by the way, it, Paul, comes from the, it comes from the Cow Hill area of England, historically in the 1200s. <laughs> I made so, up that. Okay, so therefore, if you want to do an You're oldies, very close. if you want to do an oldies album, you could do the Cow Hills then. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny, Ira, because at the very beginning of this action, you know, I remember names being thrown out, the seven yes, seas. Uh, there were all sorts of things, and then it ended up being Council, and uh, it well, kind of be- works Beatles, for us, you know. The Beatles it's- were taken as a name, so you couldn't use that. Well, may correct. I, we thought I of even. Ask- we thought of taking it and just leave the E in, but that wasn't going to work either. <laughs> but listen, please, and this happens a lot, Ira. So I find out stories that I didn't know about. I had never heard in my entire 63 years that we had any kind of other possible name. If you can remember two for real what they are, I'd be so excited. Guys? Well, honestly, Paul said the one I remembered. That's in the only one I can't, but there were others. But the seven C's. I love that. Yeah. That is so cool. 
Yeah, and Ladies I think and gentlemen, the seven seas. <laughs> Maybe the seas. I don't know, Paul. The seas, possibly. No, no, anyway. the seven seas. We lived on the ocean for crying out yeah. loud. It's clear. Yeah, okay, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm hijacking. Go, Ira. That's okay. I have three of the seven seas with me council. today. So that's okay. Before we even talk about a bunch of stuff, your album, it's the first one released in nearly 30 years, Rhythm of the World. How did that finally come about? Because, hello, 30 years went by. What's the deal here? Boy, we were out on the Happy Together tour. And, you know, Susan for years has been trying to get us to at least make one more studio album. And that was when Billy and Barry were still alive. And then they passed away and Susan kept harping on it. And so eventually we <laughs> wrote like these 11 songs, you know, out on the road, out on the Happy Together tour, on buses, in dressing rooms, in hotel rooms. In and, front uh, of the TV. <laughs> yeah, in front of oh, yeah. the TV. And we For came up with months. these 11 tunes. And, you know, what do you do when you write a song? you got to record it. Hello. And so that's kind of how we happened in there. Are you looking at another one now? Now that you've I've waited 30, you're not going to wait another 30 years, but do you think another two years and another one will come out? Uh, well, acknowledge, acknowledging there will be future product, we are certainly not focused on the next of anything. We're focused on this gotcha. and rhythm of the world and our podcast and our performances and our plan that's underway to market ourselves and keep going up this curve we seem to have gotten an ascension on. So we're going to yep. keep going and focus on all of this. Before we talk about the Golden Nugget appearance, or actually the performance, I should say, not appearance, not like you're coming and signing books, you're actually performing. <laughs> so, but one other quick question about your podcast, because I always like my guests to talk about some of their other projects. So how did that start? Was it due to the pandemic? And then Tell us some of the guests you've had on, because I've seen the list. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, actually, our executive producer, Rock Positano, that was his good idea. Could you, you say know, that three when... times real fast? Rock, Rock Positano, Positano, Rock Positano, Rock Positano. Okay, pretty good. All right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, anyway, he suggested it to us. He said, you know, you guys are going to be able to hit a lot of people if you do a podcast. And Man, the last thing me and Bob wanted to ever do was a podcast. We actually thought it was a blog or something. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, we should point but, out for the audience yeah. that Paul is the least technological of the three of you. Well, I don't know about uh, that. Maybe <laughs> me. No, I don't know. Could I talked to Paul either. and there was Listen, no that's a race to the bottom with the three of us. Okay, okay fair enough. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paul does know how to Great use email, line. so that's pretty good. Yeah, I was, and what, one, one I was just rock, you know. Rock Positano, he said, we're doing nothing in the shutdown. And and we had met him earlier and, and hooked up with him. The first, and I just noticed it just now, so I want to mention it. The first five letters of his name is the first five letters of the word positive. And I never noticed that. But anyway, onward and forward. Really well, that, was very, that, that was very, that was very that. uninteresting, that Bob. See, that Susan, was very uninteresting. Yeah, Thank you, that, 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 that comment about the, 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 you never noticed that before. I just thought I'd throw that in just as a joke. It was <laughs> Oh, I like fun. any Ira, I do want to mention one thing. I do want to mention one thing. Yes. When you ask a question and I'm answering it, yes. if you interrupt me, then I forget what we were even talking about. <laughs> so don't interrupt me because I won't remember the question. <laughs> and Ira, yes. you'll watch you'll watch Paul uh, Bob and I, like if we're talking and Paulie's going like this, like I'll start pointing at him like there's a fire happening in right. the lower left. Exactly. But it's just because I know Paul is ready now to tell what he's thinking. So it's yeah. our it's you learn that when you pick Well, the hard part really having nice. the three of you on and it's a delight to have the three of you on. But I noticed when Bob finished something and I was an attempt to, I was doing an attempt at humor, but Susan stepped on it because she was right there. She's very quick. 
happens all the time. <laughs> and that was one of my gripes on the podcast that Zoom technology needs to catch up with my quick wit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Because, you know, we can't sing together on, on the that. Zoom. <laughs> okay. I said, hey, could you sing a song? We cannot because of the delay and all the other stuff. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. All three of you are, are of an age that remember when there was Ma Bell and you had, I want to get overly technical, but you could cross talk over each other on the landline and it's no problem. It's just like being in person. Right. Ever since cell phones and when they deregulated the phone system, there's a history lesson. Yeah, it's gone downhill. <laughs> and now we have Zoom, which is wonderful, but it's very hard to do a cross talk situation and make it sound natural. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, cool. Bob. Yeah. I didn't want to step on you from before. Go ahead. I know you have something you wanted to say. Oh. No, he said it. That was yeah. it? Uh-huh. <laughs> that if you don't let Bro, him say what, what he's it? saying, he won't say it. That's what he, he thought you had something more to say, Paul, and he because he it got interrupted. No, no. Got you. Well, I don't even know what I was talking about though now. <laughs> so let's move forward. Okay, Paul, let me just check your let me check something really quick. You are a member of the cow sales. You remember them, right? Oh, we aren't there yet. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'll stop that. Now, are the <laughs> dynamics the same for the three of you? What I mean by that is Susan's always going to be the younger sister, right? Yes. Mathematically, yes. Yes. Well, what um, I mean by that is that you're going to try to bully her and she's going to give you a hard time. Oh, in that way, yes, also. Yes. I wouldn't use that B word because I'm very familiar with it and it never came up from these guys. Well, no, there was one who had, well, maybe there were a couple, but here's the deal. Um, our <laughs> My little sistership um, was not like other people's little sistership. So it, it, yes, we have our own dynamic, but it's not what everybody thinks. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. It's like I, when, you have, when you have six boys. And the girl does it. The baby girl is there. She's like a toy, like not a doll, but you're not going to touch her. That's for sure. But, you know, the six brothers are gathering around looking like, what is this? What is this? I can just see it. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Ira, when you when we used to play, we used to put Susan in a blanket and we would just throw her as high as we could. And it was just great fun because she was so little and so light. And, it was such great I, fun. And she never fell off the edges. No, nope. you know, I mean, she fell off of some things, but I do not have the edges. I do have uh, the charges that Susan is filing against the two of you for yeah spouse, uh, not spouse, but uh, sibling uh, abuse. Look, how so many PTSD houses? from getting the wind knocked out of me in Ohio? Go how many houses? How many houses? Uh, kids from my house have a memory of the mother saying, "Stop throwing your sister to each other." <laughs> I have a feeling that Susan is a very tough cookie. Would I be correct? Yes, I thought so. Okay. All right. Now I want to take a broader view of the three of you. What impact do you think? Well, let me rephrase it, Your Honor. Why did the group have the impact it did in the 60s? I'll leave it to any well, or I all have, of you. I'll go first. Well, because I was real kind of real old. Then. I mean, look, 17. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Uh, old in, in anyway. Look, at the time we were we were into uh, we had going on a war, Vietnam. We had racial unrest. We had social unrest. We were all listening to the same radio station, watching the same TV show. So we are bonded as a generation. Okay. So acid rock is heavy. Motown at the same time, heavy, but not separately, all on the same stations. And we're all in this together. And I'll listen to a song I don't like till the one I like comes up. Now, it's a heavy, heavy time. There's assassinations, political unrest. Look, it's a mess. Now we come in. With the rain in the park and other things, as I feel a breath of fresh air, we're an unintimidating family group who love each other 
and and just want to bring some happiness and maybe for three and a half minutes you don't think of the war you don't think of the unrest you don't think of the and i think there was a response to that so that's my quick answer paul um or susan oh, yeah, either paul. one sure um, no, I, I would go with Bob on that. You know, I think that it was time for something a little lighter. OK, not less, not less authentic and not less musical, just something that wasn't so heavy. And we kind of filled that gap. And uh, it was a great gap to be in, actually, because we aren't the type of people to go fret about everything. We're just happy and want to have fun. See, that's the thing. And I wonder, you guys, if, it, if which came first, the chicken or the egg. But like even back then as we're just even talking about it, I knew as a little kid that when I was up there and doing it and they were smiling and happy because I knew what was going on in our worlds, uh, that I knew for sure we were a part, I felt like a USO show kind of thing. You felt like you were a part of the moral, you know, come on, gang of the the world. I mean, it felt like that. I know it sounds heady and and try and crop it down to an eight-year-old view of that. No, it makes perfect sense. Yes, Bob. Can I make one point? Everything we just described is amazing. It's still here today. And now we're here today again, wanting to produce the same thing for everybody. If they want to give it a listen and mm-hmm. escape for a moment, we're feeling a deja vu-ness around some of this sometimes about the world we're in and, and the rhythm of that world. Yeah. <laughs> what a tie-in. The irony of our coming around this time again yeah. with all the same, the same things we just described. And not on purpose. It's just well, the bus stopped. It opened up. And went. You guys are out again. We're like, timing, oh, yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah, timing is everything. Yes, exactly. Yes. You know what? You've got to be ready for that bus comes by, and man, nine out of ten times it's not stopping. But you need to be ready every time the bus goes by. So and in case you get, is. The, get that lucky stop, then you're yeah, ready but, to go. Paul, you also have to be ready for new technology. You do. Yes. That's why I'm fully immersed in it. Yeah, actually, I feel, well, I feel Paul has the most hunger, thirst, and therefore new knowledge of it as best he can. Bob just knows it because Bob. Well, can I wrap guy. it up I, in terms of Paul? Because yeah. he's getting a technical, we got a theme with him now, but I will tell everybody and it's, and we're joking and having fun. Of but course. from the wow. Valley of Oregon, the Madras area yeah. is rising a technical wizard. And that's yeah. all I'm going to say. All right. Woo. No, that's fine. Talk I should, about heady stuff. Yeah. Oh. I should also point out that one last thing about the, about the 60s and, and what you said, Paul and Bob and Susan, is that it was a contrast to almost all the other groups out there, and yet you're of that generation. And what I mean by that is that there were other groups, I'll say the one I'm thinking of because it was from an older generation who was also positive. But it was totally unrelatable to the generation at that time, which is Lawrence Welk. In other words, yes. yeah. And the, uh, uh, but the you light, guys, you, yes. yeah, you guys came along, and you were of that generation, and yet you're giving a positive vibe. Yep, yep. I could go and, with and that. The, yeah. And the second thing that made us different, differentiates. Yeah, we got the mother in the group. But the other difference was that we were our audience. We're them. We're the same age. Right. We're going through the same stuff. You know, everything's in, you know, they want to be in our family and we know enough about our family to tell them, no, you don't. But we, that's later going to come out later in life. But, you know, that was different back then. Yeah, we, we stumble on that on that. We were chatting yesterday with one of our, our interviewer ladies. And what you'll hear time <laughs> and time again is that because we're all the same age, it, the unique and unto itselfness with cow sills being a rock band and, and, and out there in a public thing is 
we were you guys and you guys were us. Right. Nobody, you know, that was unique. Yeah, that, that, that was a point I was making as well. Yes. And how did you make it work from the production side without getting overly technical? It just has a brightness to it, especially the Rain in the Park and other things. It wasn't just the, the harmony and the singing, but the production. So it was the time. We yeah. had the good we had the good fortune of running into our George Martin, quote unquote, Artie Kornfeld, who's going to produce the Rain in the Park and other things. And Artie is going to teach us. The only other person is a guy named Chuck Block and later in our life is going to equal this, but he's going to teach us so much about this business of recording, making records, arrangements. We're meeting Jimmy Wisner. We're being we're kids from 18 years old down, but we're being brought to great artists and great producers and engineers. Brooks Arthur was the engineer of the Rain in the Park and other things. The team we're meeting with are, are top notch and we're sponges. So we uh, all of us, which which leads to all the way to rhythm of the world. We have brought all of that. Did you notice Bob got that up. in again? Yeah, because <laughs> everything they taught us, if you don't do something, you know, every two years, but you do it every every two, three decades. When you get to it, all your that that was in you that you learned that has been stored up gets to come out into one piece. So in that way, it's kind of a I think a positive. Yeah, so that's what happened. And all of the hits that you guys had were all within a couple of years, which is significant as well. And you know, you talk to most people if even if they don't remember going to a Cal Sales concert, and you have the opportunity to do it this time because they're going to be at as I mentioned earlier at the Golden Nugget Friday, January twenty seventh at eight p.m. See how I got that in, Bob. The uh, <laughs> Ira, you're, you're a wrong. pro. You're a pro, Ira. <laughs> that they'll recognize, if not all of the hits, they'll recognize a couple of the hits just because they're memorable. And do you have? I always ask this of guests who had hits. Do you find that when you do shows that the, your fans, original fans, will bring their kids or grandkids to see the show? Absolutely. 100%. We see a, a, a young demographic at our show a lot of times, you know. Oh, we, and, and, and go ahead, Paul. Oh, and we'll do a meet and greet, you know. And all of a sudden, we'll be looking to see how long the line is, and then all of a sudden, your eyes pick up these young people, and you're thinking, oh, they must be here with their parents. And when they finally get to us, we go, "What are you guys doing here?" And you know, one girl said, "Oh, wow, I just I saw you on a YouTube, and then I did a deep dive, and so and she did, and she had <laughs> six of her friends with her." You know, hey, you guys got to see these old cats, you know, I don't know how that happens. <laughs> how dare you but, and, then, and then there, of course, is the generational moment. And that one looks a little different, but they still dig it. But the generational moment meet and greet is the mom. She's on fire or the dad there. You can just see them and they're our age. And then are their children who are complacently, pleasingly available or they really dug it. And they're quirky little kids that like, you know. So every version, but what I think surprises us is these kids that are like, yeah, I saw you on TikTok or whatever. And it's like, wait, what? And it's like, <laughs> okay. And so you're cool. And I, and yeah. there's like, there were these girls in Branson that were treating us like we were the monkeys. They were so beside themselves and they're 16. Yeah, and they're like, oh my great. God, it was so cute. You know, I think a lot of times um, these young people hear our music and, you know, even if they don't even know who we are and, and that we were kids. I think you hear that in the music. Maybe for somehow, you know, emotionally emoted feelings, you know, of happiness out of a bunch of little kids. So well, it's, you when, know, you're, when we're singing those songs, do you feel any different than you did? Right. I no. Don't. <laughs> you know, and the other thing is we do these songs, our hits 
all in the same keys as they were when we were little kids. So that energy, that edge of excitement is still is still in these songs when we do them at this age. Do you find that when you perform each of the hits that the audience immediately in the very first few bars reacts? You'll get either applause or you'll get yelling or you'll get something. You'll get tears a lot of times. People in that audience are crying because, you know, the song being the song, not us doing the song, but the song itself remains in their brain from when they were young people. And, and that, that song brings those memories back. And so people are really stunned, but that's what music does, man. It yeah. reminds you of a time and a place. One of the beauties of the uh, happy together tour that we get to go on every summer is the, is exactly that. One of the funnest parts is watching the audience have their moment, you know, because you, ha- you know, you feel when you're driving in the car and a song comes on, you're like balling, you know, you're crying your eyes out and there you are. Yeah. So when yeah. you have brought that to them like a gift, whew, you know, that can be very overwhelming for you, the art, you know, because yeah, they're like, absolutely. They're a, yeah, it's cool. Something that Perfect. I think all three of you will admit to, and that's why I think you have a, an appeal. It wasn't me. No, no. <laughs> the, the <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of groups that have been around a while can get cynical, or and not even groups, individual performers, groups, etc. They can get cynical, or they can get jaded, or they can just do what they do, but in a very businesslike way. What I sense <laughs> from the three of you in a genuine way, is gratitude. That's it in the ball right there. Yeah, that's Susan's big word. I mean, you know, that that's true. You're grateful for too many things to mention in a, in, in a situation like this, but that we're even here talking to you, Ira, and I'm looking at Vegas and behind you going there on the 27th is like, is that really true? You know, it's, it, it's amazing. Yeah, you're very grateful. Uh, mm-hmm. To have that shot, we're grateful for what's going on in our life right now. Uh, it seems we we have a second shot underway. I mean, it's rare. I mean, Glenn Campbell did it, and, and uh, other people have done of folks. it. Um, <laughs> Tony Bennett, that's the great example there. He, he Johnny Cash. We're doing it. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're and we, yeah, we're not. We're we're actually doing it, and that's the thing too. What is it? <laughs> Being who we are, and 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 for the first time as adults, having the opportunity to see a project through to its fruition and give it the all the the options of making something, uh, getting to as many people at least as possible, which we did not have that kind of control. It was just all out there like dandelion things and, floating around. Go ahead. And being able this time to talk to everybody. The last time. You're, you're in your house. What are you going to do? Well, you better go to New York. All right, hit the streets. Yeah. Right, we get a record deal. Okay, they'll do everything. What did, Can't what go on Ed Sullivan every record? night. <laughs> now, and is there an audience out there? I don't know. We better have a concert. And that's all you can do. <laughs> yeah. Now, we're talking to an audience right now. It, it just amazes us. Yeah. Here's a very profound question. And feel free to, if you don't know the answer, just to say, you know what? We don't know, or I don't know, because maybe two out of the three know and the other one doesn't. But where do you? All three place yourself and the group in pop music history. Hmm. <laughs> Ira, you silenced the cow sills. Oh, no, I don't want to go first. <laughs> oh, I couldn't answer that. And I couldn't answer. So go, guys, go. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to. Look, look, I, I'll be honest. And this is my honest answer. It's not for us to say. Now, that's my opinion. Okay. 
look, I mean, do I think we could be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Well, if I look at it, I go, yeah. You know, what you bring with your story and, and what you've done with your history, it, it goes beyond how many hit records did you have in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So I just use that as an example of do I think we're big enough for that? Yeah, I walk around thinking that. I'm okay with that thought. I don't I don't think it's ego or anything. It's just right observational on. more than anything. So I put us high. I do put us high. Not everyone gets a hit record. I mean, right there, we're up there. Okay. There's only the top 100. There's a million groups. You got to fight for that spot. There's only a top 10. You know, in our day, there was only the top nine because you gave into the Beatles. Everyone went to number. We want to hit for number two because the Beatles. But there was also a finite amount of bands and a finite amount of radio stations and finite amount of people. So we've done very well. And it's not just one hit. It's more than one hit. So it's funny when you when you go on the Happy Together tour, you have to have five hits. If you don't have five hits, you are not going to get on that tour. And um, and we were amazed, honestly to to our position in the scheme of things uh ira most the, of the best not the beatles and not the rolling stones and you've got those outliers that just keep having hit after hit after hit but but the big acts out there we've we've done it we've counted five four or five big hits is what every band pretty much had you know when we were from, right yeah from true. castles to kinks yes i, I mean you, you know it, true good yeah. point and, and, Look and at you, even, Bob, and, with the alliteration. Oh, hey, yeah, you're right. And back then, you mentioned a hit. You know, we had we had three, four, five. We got Love American Style actually got us on the Happy Together tour. Yeah. We pulled that. Hey, that was ours. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you're right. Back then, <laughs> we had hits every other year uh, because back then you didn't try and milk something for three years. You, if you had a song, you wanted to get into the studio and record it. You know, and so everyone was prolific. It was the candy field and everyone was loose. It in was it. And what we were was in going there on. Hold, holding our own. Yeah. Yeah. Any regrets from that period of time? Oof. Yes, I didn't go home with Johnny Castillo's house to jam with him and Carl Perkins one time. I would say that's a legitimate regret. Thank you. I would be I'm I good. Would feel terrible about that myself. And I was invited by John Cass himself. You should have so. Yeah. I know Bob, I should have I was 19 and freaked out. That. Hey, Johnny Cass was eight foot tall, dressed in black, and next one was Mr. Blue Suede Shoes himself. And I'm going, I'm 19. I'm a yeah, dad would have made no fun in a family so. band. I'm going to go jam with them. I hear you. And Minnie Pearl wanted me to come over to her house. All right, all right, all right. Before I let the three of you go, though, important question: future plans. And I have a great idea, which is the Cal Sills sing hip hop. What do you think? I can't believe you said that because I was at a, a event the other night with local friends of mine. And they decided one of my careers could be 60s pop, hip hop. See, there you go. Brought to you by. <laughs> yeah, great minds yeah. think alike. Ira, uh, maybe that we'll put that right, right after the Christmas album. We've never. That's weird. So we'll, but we'll think but no, about thank it. you. I'm good. <laughs> I love the flower girl. I like Dude, to. Dude, it was hilarious. Everybody started, you know, like, like, you know, <laughs> trying to figure out what they, you know, hair. And, and then duly noted, one of my buddies goes, well, the introduction to hair is rap <laughs> why wow, i'm a hairy guy you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. know i'm like point taken all right <laughs> so yeah no but i'm i'm good i don't need hip-hop on my roster thank you though I'm okay, okay but i think the christmas album will be yes a good idea good idea oh thank you for that yeah so yeah, appreciate we'll, that. we'll all wait yeah. for that and any last thoughts before i let you go because it's been a great conversation 
But I'll have um, a just, wonderful life. <laughs> yeah, have everybody be at the show. Come on, we're going to have a oh, lot yeah, of Vegas. fun. Let's do it. A lot of fun Golden and yeah, a I'm lot gonna, of. I'm going to mention that again at the end, but yeah, absolutely, because you're going to see them live. Will there be a meet and greet afterwards? Yes, absolutely. sir. Absolutely. And okay. we will have Rhythm of the World with us. And by the way, people are asking, oh, are you the Rhythm of the World band now? Look, we do our cover tunes, we do our hits, and we will do a few songs from the album. We're not going to give it to you start to finish in the world tour with jackets and trucks. Right. And, not okay. yet. But we're, we're a band in transition and we'll get there. We are. And part of our transition is a phenomenal introduction to our show in Vegas, where I've got to tell you, I was going to hold it, but I am zip lining into the show. Love it. Okay. <laughs> Love it. That's it. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. We were like trying to talk a little about it. So prepare for that. It's a great way to <laughs> live. I see, I see <laughs> Go you going back up the zip line, stopping halfway above the audience and singing to serve with love. Looking down. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's a great way to leave it. My guests have been the Cowsills, Bob, Susan, and Paul. The group will be performing Friday, January 27th at 8 p.m. at the Golden Nugget, Las Vegas. For ticket information, go to Golden. Go to Golden. (laughs) Don't step on my line, Susan. I'm trying to give you information here. Thank you. For ticket information, go to goldennugget.com. And for everything about the Cowsills, go to cowsills.com. And follow them on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. (laughs) Thank you, Ira. Thank you, Bob, Susan, and Paul. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, folks. See you next time. You've been listening to Talk About Las Vegas with Ira. Each week, Ira David Sternberg talks with the celebrities, entertainers, writers, and personalities who make Las Vegas the most exciting city in the world.